Welcome to Pocketry Presents, a podcast for emerging and aspiring poets. I'm Indrani Pereira, the founder of Pocketry, the home of unheard voices. I'm coming to you from the lands and waterways of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. I recognise their rich tradition of storytelling, tradition that we draw on when we write poetry. I pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging and thank them for their custodianship of country. I acknowledge that this is stolen land and that sovereignty has never been ceded. In this episode of Pocketry Presents, we'll be hearing an established poet read one of their poems. I'll then talk a little bit about the poem, drawing on some of the interesting techniques it uses. Today we'll be hearing a poem from Kevin Brophy. Kevin Brophy's latest book is In This Part of the World. His previous poetry collection, Look at the Lake, was awarded the Wesley Michelle Wright Prize for Poetry. He's also a past winner of the Calibre Prize for an Outstanding Essay. His poetry has appeared in many Best Australian Poems volumes and major national anthologies, including the recent anthology of Australian prose poems in 2020. In 2015, he was writer-in-residence at the Australia Council's BR Writing Studio in Rome, and in 2019-2020 to at the Keysing Studio in Paris. From 1980 to 1994, he was the founding editor of Going Down Swinging. From 2007 until 2020, he was the managing editor at Five Islands Press. He's a patron of Melbourne Poets Union and Emeritus Professor of Creative Writing at the University of Melbourne. In 2021, he received an Order of Australia Award for his services to creative writing. What we know. We know that the sun comes up when we pray, that it's here to bless us every day. We know that communists boil children to fertilise their socialist fields. We know that Italy has the most beautiful secretaries in the world. We know that there are giant rats swimming in the Tiber. We know that the heads of royal personages rattle when they fall. We know that drugs are merely chemicals, and happiness a chemical too. We know that the Virgin Madonna was too young to be a wife or a mother. That Joseph was a hundred years old at least, and should have known better. We know that dictators go weak at the knees when US dollars are crisp and new. We know that slavery is still a preferred arrangement for the most successful capitalists. We know that 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning is still the most segregated hour in the week. We know that children hug to themselves the bombs that shred the soul from its flesh. We know that somewhere soon a last wild cat will stalk past an automatic camera. We know that hatred is its own relentless river and we are swimming in it. We know what it means to stand in our boots with the truth at our backs. We know the facts keep changing their colours, loyalties, names and addresses. We know the buttoned-up banks are our true confessors, fattened on the grease of our secrets and sins. We know that the soul is a myth, that the heart in its wisdom always counts backwards that the wolf falling from the wall in front of our eyes is a message we can never be sure we'll survive. Thank you, Kevin, for that powerful reading of your incredible poem. There are so many great lines and much to think about. This poem is quite challenging as Kevin presents us with a set of truths or images of what we know. It doesn't flinch away from the two normally taboo topics of politics or religion. Instead, it confronts us with them head on. Kevin uses two interesting techniques in this poem that I want to focus on in this episode. The first interesting thing about this poem is its structure, or how it looks on the page. When you write a poem, you can write it any old how. You can have as many lines as you like. They can be whatever length you like. 
And you don't have to break them up into verses. If you do have verses, each one can have a different number of lines. This style of poem is known as a free verse poem, and it's the one most poets start out writing. Kevin's poem, on the other hand, is broken up into stanzas or verses of two lines each. For more information on stanzas, listen to Pocketry Presents Episode 7, Coburg by Angela Costi. When a stanza is broken up into two lines, it is called a couplet. Probably the most famous English writer to have used couplets was the playwright and poet William Shakespeare, but they have a long and notable history, being used by such writers as Christopher Marlowe, John Donne, Alexander Pope and Samuel Johnson, to name a few. Of course, a stanza can be broken up into all number of different line groupings, and each one has a special name, because poets love words and they love naming things. There are stanzas of three lines called tercets. Got eight lines in your stanza? Then you're writing in octets. But back to couplets, those two-line stanzas. Couplet can be open or closed. When a couplet is open, the meaning flows from one duo of lines to the next. On the other hand, when a couplet is closed, it has a strong pause or conclusion at its end. Couplets are often rhymed, but they don't have to be, and only the very first couplet of Kevin's poem rhymes. For me, each of Kevin's couplets are a poem in their own right. He manages to pack so much meaning into each of them that I can spend hours getting lost in the world his couplet conjures. We know that children hug to themselves the bombs that shred the soul from its flesh. These words of Kevin's gave me goosebumps. They spoke of something true about the nature of childhood. Reading these lines as a mother, I was struck by the fragility and vulnerability of children, their strength, and at the same time their despair. It's something I can't really articulate, so I keep coming back to these words because of what they say to me. And this is what great poetry does. It puts into words the things you can't say. It hints at a meaning that you can almost grasp. You hold the words in your mouth because of the way they make you feel and what they say to your heart. It's almost as if they release or speak to something deep inside you. The second notable thing about this poem is the way in which each couplet starts with the same phrase, what we know. Repetition is a crucial element of poetry and it is used in rhyme where certain sounds are repeated, in rhythm where a pattern of speech is repeated in beats per line and in some forms of poetry where a line can be repeated throughout a poem. These forms include the villanelle, the sestina, and the pantoum. You can hear Melizarani T. Selva talking about the pantoum in episode 9 of Pocketry Presents. When the same word or phrase is used at the start of each line in a poem, as Kevin does at the start of each of his couplets, it is called an anaphora. The word anaphora comes from the Greek and means a carrying up or back. The poet carries a repeated phrase throughout the poem, drawing us back to it again and again. This repetition adds resonance and mystery to the poem. In this poem, I'm unsure of who the we are, or if they are always telling the truth, or even if I believe what they are saying. But perhaps this ambiguity is a point of the poem, as it says, We know the facts keep changing their colours, loyalties, names and addresses. I know that I don't always agree with the poem's truth, and certainly not that communists spoil children to fertilise their socialist fields. The technique of anaphora has a long history going back to at least the first century. In the Middle Ages, Thomas Wilson dubbed it the marcher, and you can hear in Kevin's poem the way the phrase what we know marches us towards the end. We know that the soul is a myth, that the heart in its wisdom always counts backwards. Interestingly, in the final two lines, Kevin breaks a pattern for his poem, and he doesn't start his couplet with what we know. This break from the repetition we have come to expect is startling. For the whole poem, Kevin has been grounding or placing us with the phrase what we know, but at the end he breaks his pattern, showing us how powerful it can be when our expectations are not met. This break with the pattern coming as it does at the end gives impact and weight to the final two lines. That the wolf falling from the wall in front of our eyes is a message we can never be sure will survive.
You will find what we know, the poem in this episode of Pocketry Presents, in Kevin Brophy's book, This Is What Gives Us Time. Kevin's latest book, In This Part of the World, was published by Melbourne Poets Union in 2020 and is available to buy from Brunswick Bound Bookshop. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Pocketry Presents. If you like this episode, please leave a comment and share it with your friends. To find out more about Pocketry, the home of unheard voices, visit www.pocketry.com.au and happy writing.